date up like somebody's little housewife. I mean, oh, what? what the fuck is this thing called again? Alright, y'all, so here we are with another episode of Shameless Pillow Talk. Yeah. 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 This isn't an illusion. He's actually here. You know what the fuck going on. He's here. It's been a year since his last episode. So, uh, just over a year. It's been just over a year since his last episode. But yeah, we back. We in full effect right now. Um, we got a new guest here. So, I feel like, you know, the new one should speak first. Oh, why would you say the new one got to speak first? Don't, don't, don't talk about why I'm looking at the camera like this either, because I feel real, I feel real beautiful. I feel real fucking beautiful right now. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so, go on tell these beautiful people in this live who you are. I'm Shay. Hey, y'all. <laughs> That's all you got? I, what do you mean? Like you're not gonna I'm promote saying, yourself or nothing? Like you ain't um, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I am a um your cousin. Um, facts. Let's see. Oh, it wasn't facts about mother and wife. Okay. I mean, um, you're not my mother or my wife. Is <laughs> that? Um. Let's see co-business owner with my husband um, what's your business we have a lot right now we going we got a lot going on <laughs> we got a lot <laughs> but transportation um organizing cleaning um and just like professional services administrative businesses things like that okay so yeah i fucks with it awesome i'm glad you messed with it i mean Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gets real vulgar on here, too, just in case. I know. It's okay. I've listened. It's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah. Don't be surprised if I slip up. It's okay. I can appreciate <laughs> the fact that, you know, you're uh, you're uh, backing away from the curse word. I'm what? Oh, I'm you're sorry. I got away a whole lot going on my kids now. <laughs> my bad. Damn, you don't understand. One I'm a mom of four. <laughs> a mom of four. Okay, there you go. Yeah, All right. that's a lot. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, this is her first time uh, shamelessly talking with us. Um. Oh. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Pat. Uh, you follow me on IG. Young Pat with four T's, four of them. Uh, yeah, I'm in San Diego with my boy, Larry. So we're about to get it popping. Mm-hmm. Hope y'all ready. <laughs> ready. All right, so I'm going to go first. I don't usually go first, but I'm going to go first and um, I'm going to let y'all, uh, I'm going to let y'all pick your topic, you know, after I'm gonna give you everybody opportunity to pick one. All right, so would you would you alter yourself to be in your friend's wedding? Mm. Now, if you would like me to elaborate on that a little bit, I saw this thing on Twitter, 
And this guy was talking to one of his friends, his best friend of like so many years. And he was like, his friend said that his wife wanted him to cut his dreads in order to be in the wedding. Mm. And he was upset about it because he's like, you know, I've been growing these things for like 12 not tw- it was like 12 mm-hmm. 10 12 years mm-hmm. he was like I've, he's like i've been growing these things since like before y'all even knew each other and the fact that she's asking me to cut my hair just so i can look presentable in my wedding picture in y'all wedding pictures like he felt disrespected so what y'all think i'm not doing it I mean, it also depends on like was there like a religious factor behind all of it? What type of ties? If his family like supports that, you know what I mean? All she said was, I want my wedding pictures to look presentable and I want all the men to have fades. She didn't say no religious nothing. She didn't say no no family nothing she just said she just me. wanted it to look her her way she wanted it off like uniformed look yeah um i mean in my like Keep i wouldn't it. think that that's that's very extensive um i wouldn't want to do all that i wouldn't do that but now if it's just like you know maybe kind of making sure you're you're looking neat and you know fresh twist or whatever that's cool but i'm not gonna have my cut their dreads that's doing a lot i'm definitely not gonna have them cut their dreads but i mean as men you would think that like they already have that standard of like you know looking clean got the nice little like you know beard trimmed up Mm -hmm. you know cool little fade taper fade lined up or something right because you only have one most people only have one weddings in a lifetime you Mm -hmm. feel me so uh, everyone should be on their P's and Q's. Like, you should be looking better than what you would look for at church. You know what I mean? Exactly. But I don't know. That's just me. My whole thing is the only request I have for people, even, you know, when I was planning my wedding, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, If I pick a color and you at my wedding, all I want you to do is wear that color. Mm-hmm. that's my only requirement like just wear that color and look nice well that's like, good you know at least it's not you know so because uh, some people are bridezillas you know and that's just that's what she literally just said in the live bridezilla facts yeah that's just a lie so hmm. I mean I had people like I did have the girls wear a certain dress and my groomsmen wore certain tucks, but other than that, like as far as their hair and stuff, I didn't really care. They could just wear any I mean, shoes as long as they were silver, but I didn't care. I mean, you know, I just want everybody to look somewhat not like uniform, but I want everybody to look like you know they are in the wedding party. Mm-hmm. Like I'll give like I'll give a dress code or whatever, mm-hmm. but other than that. I want everybody to be themselves, but still, like, you know, look the part. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got hair, if you ain't got no hair, if you got a certain style that you are, like, cool, got it, as long as you look nice. Mm-hmm. That's all I really be giving a fuck about. But I ain't got no wedding, so 
And I know I'm not about to change myself for nobody. If you want me to change something about me, you're then... not alone, friend. You're not alone. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look who it is. My boy, Chill. Yeah, so, you know, as long, you know, like, I'm not changing myself for nobody to be in that wedding either. If you don't want me to, uh, if you don't want me to do something that I'm not comfortable with, guess what? Then you just don't want me in your wedding. Right. And we're not really friends either. I can't exactly. say that we're friends, you know, if you're wanting me to change who I am, especially my outside appearance, because you don't like it for a certain one day. Like, it's literally one day. But my whole thing was, he didn't even ask him. His fiance asked him. Oh, really? Yeah, his fiance oh, wow. told him. Probably because the dude too. was like, hell no, nah, I ain't asking my friend that. I told yeah. you I was going so to It's crazy that he would even, like, Honestly, I just like it's crazy that he didn't bring that to his attention. Yeah. Like, mm. like, I'm not about to ask this man shit. You're not about to ask this man shit, especially like when it comes to his hair. Right. Like, like, the most I can do is just be like, brush your hair. Right. Or something. Like, if you got a fade and, you know, whatever you got going on, just brush your hair. But, like, you know the type of people you hang around with, too. So, you know how they look when they get dressed up and stuff. So, you know you shouldn't have to worry about that. If you just let them know, hey, Sunday's best and keep it moving, you know they're going to come through for you on your wedding day. I would hope that they would. Just like I would do that for my friends. Right. But don't be, you know, outrageous shit just to be in your wedding. Because that's your fucking wedding. It ain't mine. Uh-huh. Shit. <laughs> like, shit. My bad, my bad. The fuck? The fuck I look like? I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, okay, so I've been wanting to get that topic off my chest for like ever, but you know, I had to have the right, you know, people, whatever. But uh, what's y'all next topic? Which y'all, which, which y'all, which y'all thinking about? Mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Or even if y'all got y'all own topics that are off the topic list, like go on with that too. Um, if you like someone. Are you going to tell them? No. <laughs> why not? No. Why? Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Tell mm-hmm. me why. Okay, so there's two ways that I look at it. It could be, one, I don't like rejection, hate rejection. And then, two, I have this thing where, you know, I'm very cautious of who I let into my space. So... You know, I can evaluate the situation a little more, you know, talk to a little more, talk whatever. But for me to just be like, oh, I like you, that's inviting a whole different kind of beast out, you know. And if you're not the person for me, I would really hate to tell you that you're just not the person for me. Because listen, because listen, my whole thing is... You're not scared of rejection? I'm not that scared of rejection, but if you're not the person for me or whatever, people usually show me that they're not the person for me in like the weirdest type of ways you know you haven't talked to me in like a while like you know we haven't talked in like a while but listen i'm like a person <laughs> when my feelings are hurt i'm gonna cut you clean the fuck out mm-hmm. oh i'm a witness like, to that <laughs> like clean the fuck out and like, like, like I tell people when I, when I'm, when my feelings are hurt, it's bad for everybody. So that's how people show me that they aren't the ones for me by doing something stupid. And then I'm not going to say necessarily hurt my feelings, but it's like, if I feel disrespected in any way, then that's it. Are you going to do it? Like, I don't think I'm blatantly just going to be like, yo, I like you. 
like walk up to you and just be like, yo, I like you. But I feel like in the past or any type of woman I would be interested in, right? I'm gonna like you gonna know I fuck with you. That's what I feel. Like I'm gonna be spending quality time and I think it's a little bit more than just spending time with someone. It's the different types of investment, right? So mm-hmm. if I am emotionally investing into you, like telling you some things that are close to me, um, bring you around my family, like that's one thing that you'll know that I fuck with you heavy is like if I have you around my family or my people that I consider my close, but I'm, I'm more protective of them over than I am for myself. You feel me? And I must not fuck with nobody else. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, once you meet mama, like mama's gonna have her say, and then it's just gonna go from there. Well, I'm gonna hate everybody, so that's just it. <laughs> mama would be like, uh uh-uh, uh, yeah, no. And I'd be like, they ain't even that bad, you know, whatever, cool guy, whatever. My mom would still be like, mm, okay. Because if it gets to the point to where my mom and my sisters and, like, my pops, they all fuck with you, like, you kind of locked in, you feel me? Right. And then then it's kind of, I think, all the little things within a relationship that would, like, irritate you kind of need to go away. Like, my mom is the only person that needs to really get that approval. Obviously, yeah. like, if it's a woman, then obviously her... Her parents got to fuck with me because mm-hmm. if they don't, then I feel like that's a big, 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 big red flag off mm-hmm. jump. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, look, I'm, okay, so I mean, everybody heard the story about this dude that I was fucking with out here, and his mama kept referring to me as a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> his mama kept referring to me as a black woman. Wait, you're black. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so in this light, I look a little. Light skin? I look a little light skin, you know. Wait, let me get the yeah, eyes. Let me do the eyes real quick. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, you know, it was like I didn't want to not fuck with him because of that, but it's like you, your your parents cannot fuck with me. You can fuck with me, but when your parents start being like, you know, disrespectful and you don't check them, mm-hmm. then I have a problem with that. But I mean, like, you know, even, okay, so look, even as far as like, you know, even as far as like, you know, um, back to the topic on Tinder, I don't even be hitting people up first. <laughs> like, that, that shit is hard. Why is it hard? Because it's, okay, so Tinder, you got this whole thing where you hit people up and they be doing like these aimless matches and they just be like, they'll like swipe mm. on everybody and then you be like, you'll hit them up like, okay, damn, like, you know, we matched. Like, I feel like we got something in common, you know, whatever. We, we, we like, we like what something we saw. Yeah. And then they don't be responding. And I'm just like, bro, mm. I could shoot you. No, don't shoot them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we know you're going to do it because that's how you got married. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's not that. <laughs> I'm talking about oh, you. No, that's not that. <laughs> you you going to tell, you going to, you gonna tell you gonna tell somebody you like. I am gonna tell them I like them. Absolutely, I'm not gonna shy away from it. I'm just gonna step out and tell them. And then if you don't like me, then hey, that's okay. I mean, but you did it. You did it at a time when it was like we didn't have a care in the world. We were still yeah. in high school. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like, we were still in high school, so it's like you know if you reject me, right, I'm, I'm gonna find to go to my fucking. But no. All right, I'm gonna go to chemistry and you know. 
make a potion that um, kill you. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, Whoa. that was my Harry Potter face. Yeah, yeah or you know, I like uh, or you know, if you be disrespectful about, it, I'm gonna hit you with mm. this lunch tray in your face. Like you know, it's just don't remind me of those days. <laughs> listen, like you know, now now at this point in time, like if I hit if I hit you up, it's usually from like my bed or something. And then you reject me, and I can't. I don't even feel like I'm getting out of my bed. bed. I'm not getting out of my bed. <laughs> Rejection has to be the worst, right? Mm-mm-mm. All right, here we go. What is the biggest change you've noticed between the person you are today and the one you were at the beginning of the year, which was four months ago? You go first. We go first. Yeah, you go first. I think the biggest change for me is, uh, as a man or as men, I should say, uh, being able to sift and maneuver through your emotions has probably been the biggest growth I've had. Like, whether it's biggest changes, I don't react to shit anymore. Man, hey. I don't have that change yet. No, but I feel like (laughs) you have to not react, but be able to go about your day without really showing your emotions. Because most people who react initially on their emotions end up regretting it in the long run. Mm -hmm. And as men, we come off more aggressively or uh, outrageous, or especially as a black man, you feel me? Like, we can't get mad without, oh, he's crazy. No. So, I don't know. Being able to maneuver through your emotions, whether you're mad, you're sad, I think has been the biggest change for me. And self-awareness. Like, yo, this shit sucks. The way I'm feeling, I need to be able to express it in some way or form in order to go about my day mm-hmm. or not say something smart or petty just to have the last word towards somebody. Mm-hmm. I just need to bite my tongue and keep it pushing and understand that life is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest change. I don't know what y'all. So I think mine is I grew up. I'm going to say I grew up. Like, I feel like. I feel like 30 was like a trial run. Like when I turned 30, it was a trial run to see, you know, like if I had learned anything from my 20s or whatever. And, you know, I still did the fall, the, like the same fucked up shit or whatever. But it's like now I'm at a point where I'm more, I'm more susceptible to letting people go. He said, don't pat, don't let Pat lie to you. I haven't seen it this year. Not this year. Yeah, I haven't seen it this year. But yeah, I'm, I'm more susceptible to letting people go. Like, you know, if I feel like, you know, you ain't for me, like, I can I can be like, hey, you know, you gotta go. Like, before, I used to just hang on to people, hold on to people, whatever, blah, blah. Either I'm gonna let you go, or I realize, you know, I realize where people fit in in, they, in my life. Like I try, like I say, I try to, you know, compartmentalize everybody, but at the same time, like I was still trying to like use my club friends as like, you know, oh, my listening ear friends or, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, it's like when, when, you know, the whole, like, when it's like, oh, you really don't have much to say, or you just like, oh, that's crazy to me to death, whatever, blah, blah, like. I get upset and I'm just like, you know, this is stupid. Like, you're, like this is this is stupid. So my friends would be here for me. But now it's like, you know, I leave people in the categories that they're supposed to be in. I don't try to put you in a different category. I don't try to put you in a different field of work where you have no experience in. And if you fail in that mm-hmm. one, then you just got to go. 
It's crazy you say that because I read a book. It's called like the the ethics of friendship, and it's like within that book it teaches you a lot that every person, like you just said, has that place that they need to be placed in. Mm-hmm. You can't bring your friends from work and bring them in to a whole different category. Like your church friends probably won't get along with your club friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You need to understand that um, there's friends that you can go to uh, that are going to be there for more personal reasons, friends that you can only rely on professionally. And that is it. You know that they're good at their job, but you can never cross that line and bring them in and let them know like, yo, uh, like, if I was broke, I'm not going to go like tell my boss who I can vent to about professional stuff. Like, yo, I'm also broke. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know? I agree. I mean, I probably could because he's a lot <laughs> broke, but it is what it is. I mean, and I also, I also put that in with like, you know, I mean, my, I also, I also put that into like, you know, my dating life. Like, you know, I am able to realize when people aren't for me. Like, if this isn't working out, I literally can just be like, hey, you know, this ain't what I want. Like, now, I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. And I know exactly, you know, how to get it or whatever. And I'm not really trying to, like, I'm not really trying to play with people. I'm not really trying to be, you know, like, what is it called? I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to have, like, unnecessary people in my life. And I'm really not trying to, you know, be in situations yeah, that I don't want to be. Like, yeah, like, you know, I don't want to waste time with nobody because guess what? I'm getting older. I have shit that I want to accomplish. I have, like, you know, dates that need to be met. Like, I have goals for myself. And if I feel like you hold me back from that in any way, shape, or fashion, you have to go. Like, that's just how I look at it. Like, you have you have to go. So, I'm realizing a lot about myself and I'm really trying to, you know, make a a conscious change in who I was a year ago. Because actually realizing who you are and accepting, like, you know, a like, you know, I'm kind of fucked up in this area or I'm fucked up here or I really need to change this. It's like, it's like an eye opener. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the thing for me is the same thing with you. You know, once you realize what's wrong and what you need to fix, then you go into that stage of implementing. Because we can, you know, say we know what's wrong with us all day long, but then it goes into, you know, implementing that and setting goals and, you know, really focusing on them goals and have setting ourselves accountable for them. So I think that's where I am right now. Like, that's my biggest change from January to now is actually kind of like set goals and implement them and achieve them. What you got, little girl? What? No, I'm talking about what you oh, what my topic. topic. You oh, I want to know about the 80-20 topic. I'm mad that you asked that because I was supposed to take that oh, off today, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, I think uh, there's a book about it. It's like, how do you receive more by giving less? Does that make sense? It does. How do you get more out of people or out of a situation by giving less into it? Hmm. It's called the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to go on it. I don't know what the... Because I read that book. Yeah. I ain't read, I ain't read um, either, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't none of us, no, don't none of us know about okay. <laughs> You got another um, one you're interested in? Let's see. What is love? And is love as simple as a definition? What is a definition of love? Hold on, hold on. Hey, Siri, what's the definition Why does of that love? have to be a... De- oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter. We're just trying to figure it out. As a noun, it means an intense feeling of deep affection, 
All right. So, do you want to hear the next one? No, <laughs> stop it. Love. It's an intense feeling of deep affection, a uh, deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone, a formula for ending an affectionate letter, um, or person- personified figure of love often represented mm. as Cupid. It could be a person, a thing, an interest, a pleasure. It has different meanings, but for this one, we could just go into an intense feeling or deep reflection. Oh, love is a feeling? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like love, you know, is love is deeper than I think it's deeper than a feeling. Like, I feel like I think I'm not saying that you can't, but let's say that. Okay, I think love is sacrifice. Love is because regardless if I'm mad at my husband or not, I still love him. So I'm still going to go and do what he asked me to do. You know, like I think. You know, regardless if I feel love or not, I don't feel the butterflies. I just feel like it comes in like different forms. Like love has a way of showing itself in different forms and like different um what is it called? Different shapes. <laughs> different shapes, whatever, whatever you call it. Like I feel like love is like a choice. That's the word I'm looking for. I think it's, it's somewhere. I haven't known love in so long. Yeah, I, I haven't know. known love. I'm so like my definition of love, I guess like my own personal definition of love is that feeling you get when <clears throat> you want to do better for someone or something. Does that make sense? Um so you want to be a better mother for your children because you love them. You know, uh, you go out of your way to make sure like they have the nice things, you buy them nice things, you're able to spend that quality time for them. So we have different, like, I guess, parts mm-hmm. of. So wouldn't that be that like a choice goal. though? Love is um, a choice. Even though you don't want to get up and do what you need to do for your kids, you're going to get up and do it because you love them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. But it's also in the manner of doing what's best for that person or the thing that you are in love with. Um, like baseball. We no one likes practice, but we're gonna get up and do it because we wanna be better at practice. We wanna do it better for practice. Um sometimes your significant other could piss you off, but you know what? You're gonna keep doing better for them. You still gonna roll over, give them that side booty because you love them. You know what I mean? I hate you. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like those are the different things that I feel like love represents. And but she does have a point. I feel like love is 100 percent a choice, not necessarily only. Yeah, because we got free will. I feel yeah. like, you know, do whatever you want to do, regardless if I love you or not. That's why people get cheated on and divorced every day. You know, like it's a choice. You have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And stick with it. And you have to figure out if that sacrifice is bigger than you really living there. And I feel like people don't know, or people are, I feel like a lot of people are aware of the oh, sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. Don't make it. Or maybe they're not aware like, and they don't know. And that's where I come into you know, my new self and I just be like, I I don't think this is for this is this isn't for us. Yeah. Because I'm mad out. 
<laughs> and I'd be making, cause I'd be making like these sacrifices, and still be getting cheated on. I'd be making these sacrifices, still end up hurt. So it's like, deal, like the people will tell you the definition of their version of love, and still not even fulfill that definition. I think it's a lot of ignorance and immaturity, though. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand. Like everyone. Uh, I think because of social media, because of there are those special circumstances, they feel rushed to be in love, to do all that stuff. But everybody has their own timetable of when they're going to find that person. Not necessarily because that person is going to stroll around, uh, come along and knock on your door and be like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be in love. But it, it, you have to find it within yourself to have that maturity to be in love. Right. Love ain't always easy. You know? You got to you got to be able to have that self-maturity, self-discipline to understand that it's in it for the long run because you genuinely care for that person and their well-being and everything that surrounds them. You're going to make sure that they're good. You want to do better for them. But people ain't ready for that. They ain't ready for that. People ain't no ready, one's for, ready for love. Right. I don't know. Like, there have been, like, I don't know. There's just been so many times I'm just like, mm. I want to do this, but then it's like me. Okay, so me the difference. Okay, the difference between me and the people that I've like seen and like dated or whatever. Like, if I'm not ready to put in the effort, I will be like, "This ain't for me," and I walk away from it. But a lot of people will stay in situations because they just feel like you know, like people, people, people want to be loved, and people aren't ready to offer that. <laughs> Regardless of age, like people just aren't ready to offer that. I know some girls who did ass will stay in a horrible relationship <laughs> because they're scared to let go because they're scared they won't yeah. find that person that will love them. Me. That that's beyond me. That that was me. I, that is beyond. If shoot, that's what dating is supposed to be for. You should. You do have an out if you're uncomfortable or if you're not satisfied or. If you get to that point where you just can't make it work, that person's not changing because they can't find that maturity for themselves. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like I said, everybody has their own timing of maturity. And so, like for you, you probably stick through that that struggle in hopes that their time is around that corner. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> it takes a very, very strong individual to stick with a person through that time that they're not ready up to the point that they are ready, and then you could flourish within your relationship and with love. But, but you know, it's crazy. People will stick with people in the time that they're not ready, and when they're ready, they don't stick with them. Mm. That part. Like, people, I'm a firm believer that people will do, people do what they want to do. Like, you can't, you can't make anybody, like, you know, stay or do something that they don't want to do like when somebody's ready to love somebody like you could be with somebody for six fucking years and somebody can be with somebody can be with that same person can be with somebody for six months and do everything they ask them to do that you were asking them to do like people just do what they want to do when they want to do it and it sucks what you got right what's the next one let me see um, 
Okay, so one of my friends, Jasmine, sent this in, and it is the power of crying. Oh, crying. Do you cry? No. Okay. That's cool. I don't cry either. Um, I don't know. Everyone always says it takes a strong man to cry. And I feel like I've definitely cried, but it wasn't over like something small. Like it was like my grandmother passing away and stuff like that. But I don't think I've ever just started crying just because. I mean, I believe that, you know, I, okay, I feel, I feel like crying actually, like, you know, it clears your vision of things. No? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. We talked about you like the last one, but like one of the other episodes <laughs> about how you just don't cry. I don't cry. I mean, if I cried, then it's got to sound really wrong. Oh. But... Yeah, with me, I mean, with me, it, I feel like it's got to be something like really wrong. Like I can have my feelings hurt, but at the same time, like, if something really like affects me to the point like like earlier this year, like I cried because it was so much going on, and I felt like the world was like crumbling around me. I had to cry to you know clarify that, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't crumbling around me, but it was like I did have a lot going on, and it was just like you know, I had to take a second and stop and actually like. I realized that look, my life isn't that bad. Yeah, like you know, crying is okay. Everybody needs a moment to cry because it was like I went the whole last year and didn't really cry. Like I was just like, like I was just letting shit build up and build up and build up. <laughs> yeah, I was letting shit build up and build up, and you know, it got to a point where I was just like, you know, damn, like I do. You, and the crazy part about it is, what broke me is mm. Domino's did not deliver my pizza. I went through so much and my breaking point, that's how people knew something was really, really wrong with me because I ordered a pizza, Domino's marked it as delivered and that pizza was not outside mm-hmm. of my door. And I was like, bro, it is, this is the worst fucking day of my life. I'm sorry. I can't it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh shit. It, and people were like, you crying over this pizza? What's what's really wrong? Like, what, what what's going on with you? Like, it's a it's a pizza. Like, what like what's up? So it's like you know, like I'm not afraid to cry, but I don't like crying in front of people because my cry is ugly. I feel like crying is um like your own way of accepting whatever's happening, like accepting like, dang, this is crazy. Like, this is real. But I don't know. People talk different things. What's the next one? What you got next? That was the power of crying. Time I cried, I was honestly just emotionally overwhelmed. But yo, that's why you got homies like me. Why are we never satisfied? Because we're human. Because uh-huh. I'm light skinned. That's true. Too. She is too. So <laughs> what's that? I don't know. I feel like because we're always being told that you need to do, you need to be doing more. You need to be doing better. We're conditioned to do that. Consistently always need to be doing something more or something better. That's that's what I feel like. You're never satisfied, but it also depends on what we're satisfied or unsatisfied about. This is true. I mean, I'm just never, 
I just feel like I haven't reached like my max potential yet. Yeah, but I think that's okay as long as you don't get you know complacent in that area. I just think it's okay to be. Um, what's the word? I don't know the word that'll come to me, but I I think it's okay to to want more. It is. It is. I feel like it, I feel like you know. I feel like there's so much more out there for me. I feel like there's so much that you know I'm missing out on. I feel like you know, yeah, I'm right where I'm supposed to be at this very moment. But I feel like you know, I always feel like I can do better. Yes. And even in the relationship standpoint of it, if I feel like if I'm not satisfied, I will make that known. Yeah. I I cannot, you know, because one, I cannot sit there and just let somebody just be mediocre with me and me just sit there and just be like, okay, you're doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might be doing the best you can, but I feel like, you know, if I'm putting in more effort mm-hmm. than you are, okay, mm-hmm. well. well. I'm gonna have to get on me? spice. I'm sorry. I want to come back though. But okay, if you want to do one on Fridays, if everybody's listening, shout out to me. You can find me on Facebook, Lachey Black. Um, we can do it on definitely on Fridays or Saturdays and go like for hours and you know have fun like that because Fridays and Saturdays I'm like kid free. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Oh, I can like start this one back up too. Well, don't block out my shout out. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, love you guys. Y'all love have you. a great night or evening. Bye, guys. Love you. All right, so we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy how that worked out. I know. It's Ooh, crazy. The, the silence. Lauren, bring your ass on here. Bring she your big headed ass on here. She should. She should request the join right now. Come on. She or just should. dial into Larry's little thing. Come on. She should. She should come give on. the people what they want. Yeah. Brunette Barbie 777. What happened to Blonde and Bougie? Well, if you notice, she. Oh, uh, champ. If you knew, you would understand. <laughs> Listen, if she's gonna be a brunette Barbie, she needs to change her uh her profile. Her profile picture. Change her profile picture, girl. Shit. Uh oh. There she goes. Yo. There she goes. There she goes. (laughs) There she goes. It's the brunette Barbie herself. What up? What up, gangsta? I look like I have a big head right now. Uh, you do? Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. When am I going to see you? Bitch, don't even. When the fuck do you invite me over? Right now. Right now. You just invited me over. Yeah. I'm on my couch. So? I mean, I'll pull up. We can pull up. A strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Is it <that> Henry? <laughs> She in a strip club. Don't let her lie to you. I'm fucking She in a PJs. In my PJs. In a strip club. Are you in a strip club? Hell no. Her room on demon time. <laughs> she got that demon mode on. Activated. Hello, Henry. 
All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We'll start it off with a topic. You ready? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Indiana accent came out real quick. Shut your bitch ass up. She at the pink. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to try to set my shit up. Bye. All right, here we go. Here we go. You ready? You're asked to sign a prenup. Do you sign it? Yes. Why? Because it protects me and it protects them as well. Mm. Because I'm trying to take what they already have. I can make my own empire. I like it. I do like it. I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. It protects you. What about you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if you have all the assets and they don't? Then what? Okay, but what if they ask you to sign it? Because, you know, they have the right. They, oh, like, you know, y'all get married. Champ. Somebody cuff her and hold up. <laughs> so, okay, so, what, okay, so what if they ask you to sign it? Then what? I mean, well. Like, y'all just two regular ass people. They ask you to sign a prenup. Are you going to sign it? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I mean, at this point, honestly, I wouldn't give a fuck either. Like, I feel like, because guess what? If I come up, you ask me to sign this shit. Right. You're not getting half a shit. I'm getting my own shit. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like she said, it's protection. Yeah, it's protection. And so are condoms and people still don't wear them. I mean, like now. Okay, so like now, honestly, at the rate that my life is going, I might want to, you know, invest in a prenup. But excuse me. If I was just some regular ass person, honestly, yeah. it wouldn't even matter to me. So would you sign it? If it didn't matter? What are you talking? If you asked me to sign it, yeah, I'd sign it. If you didn't ask me to sign it, I wouldn't I mean I, it wouldn't matter either, but it's like now like right now, yes, I would sign one. So what if it wasn't right now? What what time frame are you talking about? In the future when you have assets or not? Listen, back in the day, Larry wouldn't sign on a prenup. Larry wasn't going to ask you to sign a prenup either. What's mine is yours. Fuck that. What's mine is mine. You're going to leave with the what the fuck you came in here with. That's... Huh? You understand that's what a prenup is, right? I know that's what a prenup is, but I'm saying right now... Yeah, I would sign one. But back then? Why wouldn't you sign one? Because Larry was stupid. <laughs> Babe, I'll sell yourself short. Larry was stupid. I know. You didn't know Larry back then, but Larry was stupid. Hey, hey, hey. Larry told me his stories. Listen, Larry was stupid. Hold on, who is this? Easy does it. Okay, here, here's my thought process on that. You feel like you're already thinking about failing. That's not it. That's being logical. Mm, I kind of agree with him, though. Honestly. It, it is being logical, though. Would you yeah. not try to protect the public, even if you, you thought, like, man, they're my world. No, shit happens. So, so okay, if that's the case, why don't, why don't you always wear protection when you're having sex? Like, do you, for the rest of your life, even if you're married, do you always wear a condom? That's you know, that's totally fucking different, and you know how, that. How's it different, though? Because protection for sex comes in different forms. Listen, no, because look at this. STDs, kids, this is so many different things that can happen that is like a what if. It's kind of like a what if our relationship failed. 
Like, if it happens, it happens. You feel me? Right. Like, I agree 100% with him. If it happens, you know what you're signing. If if you need to sign a prenup, then you shouldn't get married. You feel me? That's the way I take it. Like, unless you, for some odd reason, genuinely think that that's the type of woman you're going to be getting with, and you are okay with accepting the fact that, dang, she might take all my stuff. I better not mess this up, or she better not mess this up, or blah, 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 blah. But I feel like you are putting it into the universe that you are already going to fail. Well, my whole, my whole, okay, so my whole thing is being, okay, so being in like the, uh, being in the, being, okay, so being in the field of work that I do or whatever, I've seen like, you know, you have these marriages, you do whatever the fuck you got to do, blah, 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 blah. You don't suspect nothing. Motherfuckers start getting in touch with lawyers. Then next thing you know, now lawyers and whoever, whoever's ear, like, hey, you know that, you know, you can take, you you can, you, you don't have to leave the, the marriage like fucking empty handed. You can take him for whatever he has. And it's just like, then you start thinking, okay, well, let's do it. I've just seen the things go south and I don't like it. And it's not even, I'm not even looking at it from like a failure point of view. I'm literally looking at it like, you know, I love you, whatever, cool, got it, whatever. But at any given time, if we do go south, yeah, lawyers, lawyers are sneaky. I mean, I'm done. Lawyers are sneaky. So are women. Women? Women. So are women. Um, (laughs) Like, um, categorizing the general consensus of women in general. Women are sneaky, slick. Would you have in that condo? As soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think Oh, Kayla's in She says so are men. Nah, I hold on. <laughs> Time out. Now we cooking with grease. Is that Amanda? Yes. Amanda, please. He's in the bath. How are, how are, how are men sneaky is my question. Amanda, I am on the line right now. Because they are. Friday or Saturday, what? He said audio not working. I think that's your line, bro. You got to turn your volume up. Does it have to be sneaky if it's a prenup? Because there's a lot of reasons why. If I say, say, say I was married to Lauren, right? Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. If I ask her for a prenup, I feel like that's low-key giving either one of us a pass to do whatever, because there's no repercussions for the actions to me, right? I can go do whatever I want, but at the end of the day, you're still not going to take nothing of mine, or there's still not going to be no type of repercussions for the actions. So am I tripping? So what if, what if I marry somebody, I... Oh my god. What if I marry somebody and it's funny. I don't ask him to sign a prenup. I'm like wildly in love with this person. They out doing whatever, doing them, cool, got it, whatever. We break up and the next thing you know, now I'm losing. I'm losing because you wanted to go out and do some fuck shit. Whoa. My ex told me he loved me. Wanted me to move to Georgia, get married. 
found out he was cheating on me and started dating the girl he cheated on me with a week after I broke up with him. Hold on, so... Did you shoot him? That's my question. <laughs> Did you shoot him? Because Michaela, Michaela, too beautiful to be cheated on. I, we can't be doing that, yo. What about me? You beautiful, too, friend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. She says she believes in prenups. Hey, different strokes for different folks. I don't know. Yeah, he's dead. What? Girl, what? <laughs> what? I can't be a part of this. She just admitted to murder. I'm gone. Nah, she she probably just means like dead to him. But I I get it. What if she typed in the comments that no, he's really dead, dead? Oh, I was about to say. (laughs) I saw that comment pop up and I was like, whoa. (laughs) He's dead, dead. That's crazy. Nah, but I don't know. I I get it. I understand the whole protection piece for some people. I guess, like Homeboy was saying earlier, that's a conversation that you should have super early in the relationship like not mad early it shouldn't be like on the first second date but like while you guys are dating that should definitely be a conversation you guys had and it shouldn't be a thing that just pops up as we're getting ready to get married yeah because i feel like if you spring that on me while we get married it's gonna be like okay what <laughs> all right next topic next topic you got the next one i got it i'm turning okay. it up all right here we go here we go right now. I am. I've been through some shit in my past. Both sides are capable of cheating or being crazy or whatnot. I feel like if it's an informed and intelligent conversation about it, I don't see why not. Hey, like I said, to each is his own. Alright, here, here we go, here we go. Friends with benefits and the boundaries you set. I don't like it. You don't like friends with benefits? Mm-mm. Why not? Because somewhere down the line, somebody gonna catch some fucking feelings. But that's Especially, why I said with boundaries. Exactly. You can set these boundaries, but people still, that don't stop nobody from catching feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just strictly sex, I guess that could work. But if y'all going to be friends with benefits instead of just, you know, being somebody that I just call when I'm horny, then it's kind of like, all right. So are friends with benefits and booty calls the same thing? No. What's the difference? Booty calls, you saying what you do in text at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Friends with benefits... I can still hang out with you. We can still do like friend shit. Do we just fuck? Yeah. And I feel like if we're doing friend <laughs> facts, facts, ain't no cuddling B. I mean, you, I mean, like you can do the friends with benefit thing or whatever. Like, I mean, we can do like friend shit and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it comes to a point where eventually y'all start doing dating shit. Yeah. And like you're dating and having sex. Ooh, these this comments is live right now. Hold on. The only way you can catch feelings is if you cuddle after. I had a friend with benefits who I would literally never date. Like he's a cool guy, but like we're never legit. But we're le- legit friends, and I wouldn't date him. Okay. Uh, Mister Five Speed said I dig the chick, and when I said if I get married, I'm gonna need a prenup, no matter who I'm marrying. Excuse me. And. After that, she started being weird, and basically, I broke up with her because she was being super gold. Digger shape. Oh, like, like, don't touch me. Get dressed. Don't, don't touch me. Get your ass out the bed and get dressed. I don't know, uh, Mister Five Speed. Uh, fuck her. All right, 
Yeah, that's how I feel. She's trash. She's trash. Leave her. Uh, champ, I fuck with what you saying, dog. Uh, my thing is with the friends with benefits, yo. If I come at you with some type of animosity, like, yo, like, I'm not cool with that. You just need to get up and go. I mean, like, especially if you genuinely care about the friendship or anything that you have with me. When I say, yo, like, nah, I'm cool with that. You need to be able to go about that. Otherwise, there, I feel like the friendship is just going to go downhill from there. But I feel like at some point, don't you think that the friendship already went downhill when you started having sex? Um, no. You don't think so? Nope. Okay, so how about this? The hits. How about this? How about this? Okay, listening. Okay, so can you have sex with one of your friends and then stop having sex with one of your friends and then he brings somebody else around you? Mm. Mm. What if it's just a friendship thing? Then why does that matter? Mm. Unless you caught feelings for that person, and that's what I'm saying. Once y'all start ha- about you know over something like that, I don't care about. I feel like friends with benefits should just be strictly sex. That's what I'm saying. Listen, all right, okay, okay, okay. So look at this. So look at this. So look at this. We are we're doing friendship dates. We're going to the movies. We're going <laughs> out to the friendship We're we're doing all this shit. <laughs> we're hanging out. Yo. I'm at your house. You're at my house. We fucking. And you don't think nobody gonna catch feelings in between them? I didn't say that. No, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I feel like. A friend. We do friendship shit. You just have benefits of fucking. Okay. So if if we're just fucking. I can literally like go to your house and be like, whatever, because you can't come to my house. And like, huh? That's the booty call shit. Exactly. That's the booty call shit. So I'm just like, can you really like, can you really like, and can you really do friendship shit? Potentially like relationship shit. Yeah. And not catch feelings with nobody. Yo. I can. I know you can. Because I'm a savage. Get away from me. Uh, Ratchet. All of this really depends on the people, man. Some people are capable of having sex and not catching feelings. Some people can't. That's what I'm saying. I cuddle after we talk for a couple hours, but I don't want to date him. Maybe I'm built different. It takes a lot for me to catch feelings. That's what I'm saying. You can fuck and not catch feelings, but when you start incorporating all the other shit in with it, Y'all might as well just be dating at this point. Michaela's a dog, yo. I'm scared of her. So is them blonde girls. They're crazy, yo. Well, lucky for me. She's brunette. <laughs> lucky for me, my friend here's a brunette. Michaela's a brunette now, but shit. Y'all motherfuckers, y'all are ruthless. I feel like women are so ruthless. What's they have to be protecting their feelings. They like, have to be because men yo, are dogs. Relax. Men are What's dogs. Women are ruthless because men are dogs. Right, girls? <laughs> I'm fucking weak. I'm fucking weak. I'm calling 911. We need help. 911? Tell Lauren to go back wherever she was. Her screen froze on. <laughs> All right, so. Jesus Christ. This comes to the part of the episode where we talk about what we learned. 
What did we learn? I learned that some people really do want prenups, even broke niggas. Uh-huh. I also learned that the general consensus is that we can't have friends with benefits. I can't. I can't have friends with benefits. That's wild. I can have fuck buddies, but I cannot have a friend with benefits. Mm-mm-mm. But that's that's the extent of what I learned on this episode. Um, what I learned was honestly, I don't even know what I learned today. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I learned. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. Um, there are some people out there that can have friends with benefits and not fall in love. It's different, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, come to the end. My shit's dying anyway, so it's okay. All right, friends. We love you. Um, follow him. Oh, yeah. Follow me on IG, Young Pat Fotis. All right. So it's Y O U N G P A T T T T. All right. We out. Yeah. Follow me. All that good shit. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>